Adam Muncy is a co-owner and CEO of Samson's Hair Care, which is a men's grooming brand and manufacturer. They have over 300 retailers in 15 countries. And today we're going to hear about brand building and business development. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. I'm your host, Robert Hughes. And today I'm with Adam Muncy. How are you doing today, Adam? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me back, man. Absolutely. And if uh, if you're listening or watching this then, and you did not see Adam's first uh, episode, we talked about his story, how he got got into what he's doing and uh, the, the road to get there. And there's a lot of really awesome nuggets in there for if you're looking to build a brand or a business. And today we're going to kind of expand on that a little bit. Um, so when I say brand building, what uh, one, what comes to mind? When I when we when I say like let's talk about brand building a brand, for me, it is what is Samson separate from Jake and Adam, which is tough. It's, for me to not see myself and Jake in it or see it as something separate from us is always tough. It's like your kids, right? There's always a little bit of you in your kids. It's a bit easier for me because I do foster care, so there's nothing biologically, but. Um, Sometimes my daughter will cross her arms and just give me that face. And I'll be like, oh, that's that's my wife right there. And <laughs> in the brand, there's the kind of the same thing. So building the brand is something that's able to separate from myself and my partner. And that can be the same with the performance of the products, the look of the products, and then the voice of the brand too. I think if you were to look at our brand separate from us, it's really easy to do uh, because my co-founder and I are really very different. For all the things we have in common, we're pretty different. You know, we're both um, super devout Christians. We're both foster dads. We're both um, bros. Like Saturdays, we pretty much just want to watch sports and like drink beer, that sort of thing. It's like what we're really excited about. And we're middle-aged dads now. but. Um, like Jake played college basketball and I, I did not. It's probably the nicest way to say that about my basketball abilities. <laughs> so we're really different in that regards. And Jake is super extroverted. Like the guy can, if he goes to church on a Sunday morning, he's the person that's in the lobby for like 45 minutes after that everybody wants to shake his hands and say hi. And I'm the dude that's been going to the same church for eight years now. And people are like, welcome. Is this your first time? <laughs> Like we're just very different and Samson's has to exist separate from us. So I would say building the brand is figuring out what that brand's voice is. And then the nice thing about that as a cosmetologist, hairstylist, whatever, is that then your career can exist separate from where, who you are. And I think that that is a very healthy thing to have, right? Cause otherwise boundaries start to get broken and it becomes a bit unsustainable the longer you're in it. It's one thing when you're 19 or 20 to full 80 hour weeks when you don't have kids and you don't have a mortgage and you don't have a partner. But when you're 30 and you've been in it for 10 years and you have all those things and somebody's texting you at 1130 on a Thursday, hey, can you get me in tomorrow morning? I have an interview. Like, can you just squeeze me in at 630? Like, that's a different conversation. Totally. And is your brand on at 1130 on a Thursday? to do work at 6.30 that next morning, like you got to decide what you're going to make your brand. Yeah. So you have to make so, it separate. 
so okay, I love that. So the separating the separating uh, the 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 business from the person uh, is it. I'll also hear you talking about um, like who you who you are as as the brand, not who you the person is, but who the brand is as this as this entity that exists separated from the humans that create it or run it. Um, tell us about like, uh, what, what type of, how would you describe your brand? Our brand? I'm really, there's a couple of things that I will always say about any of our products. And I think it stands for the brand in general. So we always say it's crafted with purpose, right? And so our brand, I don't want to ever be the shiniest or anything like that, right? You do have to have good packaging in general, right? Cause no one's going to buy it the first time if it doesn't have good packaging. That's just the truth. Because um, as creators, we get really obsessed with what's in the packaging, um, which is awesome because that's why they're going to buy it again. But if you don't have good packaging, they're not going to buy it the first time. So for us, whatever claims we make on the outside, it has to be true on the inside. So there's an integrity aspect there. So I would say our brand is very honest and has a lot of integrity. So whatever we advertise it as, that's true. Um, Whereas with me, I may tell a tall tale. You know, I'm a pretty good storyteller. Um, you know, my wife can tell when I have a, a, a grin going, uh, how big the fish I caught was. She can tell you how true that story is. Um, that's ways the brand exists separate from us. Our brand's voice, I would say, is very, integrity is huge. Any claims we make, are going to be very true. If it's Matt, it's going to be Matt. If we say it's going to hold all day, it's going to hold all day. If we say it's going to nurse, it's going to nurse. We're not ever going to hold back on that. The other thing is if we say ease of use, that's a really, really big thing for us. Um, there's a lot of products that will hold all day. There's, there's no doubt about it. But if you don't enjoy putting it in, you don't enjoy taking it out, it really does not matter. Um, the other thing that I'll say for Samson's, and this sometimes frustrates people, um, and, and that's okay that, that it frustrates people because I don't think Samson's is the product for everybody. It's just like you're not the hairdresser for everybody. There's plenty of people that live in Vancouver whose hair you are not doing, and that's okay. Um, like for us, we don't have a hair gel, and I guarantee we're probably the only men's brand out there without a hair gel. Um, but we don't want to bring anything to the conversation if we're not really adding anything to the conversation. And so we haven't added a hair gel because we think there's a lot of good hair gels out there and we don't necessarily know that there needs to be another one. And I think that's another thing about our brand is that we don't make noise just to make noise. If we think there's something to be said or an improvement to be made, we'll do it. But I think that's almost like a, uh, and I don't really even like Clint Eastwood that much because I think he always plays like these old grumpy characters. But I will say for a lot of his characters, you know, he doesn't say anything if it doesn't need to be said. And that's one of the things about our brand is like when we came out with our shampoo, you know, there was a lot of daily use shampoos. There was a lot of salon type shampoos. There was a lot of clarifying shampoos. But ours specifically was if you're using it every day and you're using holding products, ours is going to be the right shampoo for you. Um, and we felt like that added to the conversation that's really the spot we like to be in for those things. And I think that's specific to our brand. Well, uh, so I, I love this cause, uh, I feel like 
Um, when I talk with rising stylists, uh, they want to they they want to know more about building a brand and and when I I put together a workshop that I invite apprentices from other salons and students from the local schools to come in and uh, I separate out the marketing versus branding you know separating the two and the way I I define I describe it is the brand is the uh, the emotional aspect the connection that people make with with the brand and like you know so like when people are thinking oh um how do I connect with that that brand like what is what do I feel and what do I think of what emotions kind of kind of come up in my in me and then I feel like you kind of just totally nailed that aspect of it so if someone if someone is thinking well I want to start building a brand um you know so that I can you know have consistency and notoriety and uh, differentiation uh from my peers where do you think uh someone should start um and when you're thinking about building a brand like what are the what are maybe some of the you know base level things that they should make sure they got um and or think or have thought about or worked on I mean first and form- foremost I would always go with a mood board for sure. And I know that is like the most basic thing you can possibly do. And even if it's a Pinterest board, like get it out there and figure out what it is that actually matters to you. Like what really matters to you and what gap you're seeing there. You know, for our brand at our barbershop, uh, we were seeing this spot of like Jake and I are bros, but we're not crass. And there seemed to be sort of a, like a miscommunication on there, but it also wasn't like, like we took our craftsmanship pretty seriously. And I, I think that you need to recognize your own identity there and there needs to be some self-awareness. And sometimes it's just, it starts with being a tastemaker and sometimes you just have to put that down on the mood board or something like that. I think if you listen to, if you look at like a lot of really great musicians, whoever they are, right. When they get in the room with other great musicians, a lot of times they're not even playing music. It's just them being nerds talking about other great musicians because it starts with having great taste in music. Or even if you look at great chefs like uh, Euro Dreams of Sushi. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. Um, he's a sushi maker and he's just obsessive with it. And he's like the greatest in Japan ever. And his kid spends 20 years just learning how to make this special type of cake or whatever it is. But the whole point being that he says, you know, I'm not one of the greatest chefs ever because I don't have the taste that really sets me apart. Like my sense of smell is not that heightened. My sense of taste, my taste buds are not what it would really be. But I think if you're at the spot where you can tell a really good haircut from a bad haircut, and that's what makes you want to cut hair, notice that, put that down. And then you can tell a good brand from a bad brand, notice that and put that down. Like me personally, when I was younger, I was obsessed with brands. When I was in college, I worked at Sunglass Hut and we just have these brand things and I would I would get so caught up in them. I was obsessed with Xenia when I was younger. I'll never buy Xenia. Number one, I can't afford Xenia. Um I live in the Midwest, so even if I could, where am I gonna go buy Xenia right now? Like that's not a thing. And then if anybody recognized I was wearing Xenia, I would be so embarrassed. Like 
they'd be like, why are you wearing a $5,000 suit right now? Like that would not work out. But um, it's part of like, you got to be, no, recognize the brands you're obsessed with, put them on a mood board and then drill down why you're obsessed with those brands. And that will help you know, like what's the reason you're obsessed with those brands to really draw out what makes you want to build this brand, your specific brand. That's good. I like that. A little exercise that uh, our viewers and listeners can go back and do. Uh, so in your experience uh, in building a brand, because so like you have the brand and then you also want to get it out in front of people. And, uh, you know, as you start thinking about who and like wh- who you're going to get out in front of and where you're going to get out in front of, um, you know, what has been your experience and what have and you know, and you can kind of include any sort of like message to the audience uh, in that. So what has been, sorry, can you rephrase that question? Uh, So what, when you're thinking about, as we're talking about brand building and, you know, having, once someone's kind of gone through the process of identifying who they are, what their brand is, uh, they, they'll pick like, decide on colors and uh, the tone of language and a name and, and a logo. And as they, and, and they're going to make sure that their brand is kind of echoes throughout all of that. Then there's another, you have this brand, but like you want to get in front of people. So that's kind of, I guess, where the marketing comes in. And can, did you want, do you have anything that you want to speak to on that? Like, how do you relay, how do you relay that brand or communicate that brand effectively to people? Oh, okay. So I would say the big thing is to, to how to, how are we getting it out all the time, but staying consistent with what it is? Like, how are we getting that brand message out? That is a big one. Um, I would say for us is understand that like everything is a form of communication. That was something I learned, you know, as like a low level manager in retail and in parenting, you know, why is your kid refusing to eat his dinner, right? They're communicating something to you. Um, and the same is true of your brand, right? So like, even if you look at this, this piece right here, and there's a lot going on with it, right? So why did we choose watercolor, right? So watercolor is about blending colors together. Foster care is about blending families together. Why did we choose cactus, cactus flower in our scent, right? Because cactus flower, cactuses grow in the desert. Why did we choose Oak moss, Native Americans used to use oak moss for its healing properties, foster care, healing, this whole thing. So you really have to think everything's going to communicate something. Nice. With your brand, you got to stay consistent on that with every action you do. So it's even down to whatever memes you pick or music you pick on your reels. You got to be big on it, right? So recently there was something where it was Joe Biden talking about being something being made in the USA, right? And then sitting about courtside with a bad and a bunch of girls being all up on that. And it was like, 
it was something that if it had come on in my car, I probably would not have been so offended that I would have turned it off. But for the messaging of our brand, it was not the right piece of music for us to put out with our stuff. And you really have to be like hyper conscious of all of those pieces all the time. And it does seem like you're being controlling and you're being overbearing, but you've got to take it super, super seriously. There's another meme I saw about like, who cares if your grandma or people from your hometown think you're cringe or whatever, like what's worse is like going through life and having not like taken that opportunity to really like give it your all at whatever it was and like not taking that shot. And like, I 100% can relate to that. Like, yeah, there are going to be people who like shoot you down for taking your brand too seriously, but you got to take it seriously. You got to say like, these are my parameters. You got to think it through every single thing that you post, do or say. Um, and you got to be on and keep your messaging consistent. And then it will get out. The other thing is you got to be good about making your content all the time. Collaboration's big. Hashtags are big. YouTube's big. Even if it's stuff you don't understand, sometimes you still got to take a swing at it. Um, YouTube's not something I'm like hugely big on. I watch Maddie Matheson cook. That's about it. But we've still advertised on there before because there's people that it matters to and they did it. So I kind of meet them there. But when we do, you know, Jake and I'll sit down and say like, hey, here's our five talking points. Here's what our brand's about. Our personal thoughts don't matter that much, but like, here's what the brand thinks. And, you know, like our city has been gone through a lot of political stuff the last couple of years. And I don't even know why our city specifically, maybe it's every city, but whether there's been marches and riots and all of these things. And then... People, why don't you put a sign up for this? Why don't you put a sign up for this? I can't believe you guys wouldn't put a sign up for this. You guys should put a sign up for this whole thing, right? And Jake and I will have disagreements about whether we should put a sign up, whether we shouldn't put a sign up, like personally, right? Like maybe our yard signs would be different. Um, but it's like, what would the consistency of the brand sign be? And we have to stay consistent on that to get our brand's message out and stay in that voice publicly. Totally. So basically think of the brand as almost like it's its own. If you think of it as its own entity, unless your brand is you, uh, then, then you, you got to remember, like, you know, if you're promoting yourself, you can just be yourself. But if you're trying to create a brand that is not just kind of like you off the cuff, if you're trying to have something that maybe is a little more timeless or can, you know, move, live beyond you, uh, then staying keeping that consistency i can like i had a i had a young person come uh in to apply for an apprenticeship and uh, she had worked at multiple salons before and uh i said what is something that you've learned in all in 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 your previous experience uh thinking to myself why is she here and if she's had this other experience like you know what is it that she's looking for and what is she what is she bringing in and she said i learned that i can't talk the same way to clients as i can my friends and i thought that was so such a big statement because um depending on the salon or shop you're at 
that might not necessarily be true because if your clientele is your friends and the people that they know in that same group of people in terms of uh, all kinds of parameters, you know, income, uh, geography, uh, social beliefs, ethnicity, uh, political beliefs, whatever it is, uh, then you know, you don't have to make any adjustments. But if you are looking at maybe working in a space where your friends might not might not be coming, they might come in for your uh, your your friends and family discount, but they're not going to necessarily come in and become your customer. Um, then, yeah, that I think that I love that. You know, keep, make sure that there's this consistency throughout uh, because you know that's what people are going to be seeing, and they need they. I like that. That's pretty good. Did she um, get the job or no? Uh, no, we ended, I ended up not hiring her, not, but because mainly cause someone else came in, I was doing like interview after interview after interview. And, uh, someone came in who just was like, it was like a click. Uh, it's like obvious. Yeah. And so what I'm doing is offering these other people that they can come in for our training just in case I get, see the, see them in a new light. Um, and we can either hire them or I can send them to another local salon, uh, to be hired. Um, so, but anyway, I, I really appreciate your coming on the show and sharing, uh, sharing this branding stuff. I feel like this is probably, um, one of the more in-depth conversations I've had on the topic. And I really think this will bring a lot of value to our audience. And so I really appreciate you sharing today. Of course, man. I appreciate the opportunity to come on here. Like I said, I've been a fan and been listening for a while now. You see me comment on the Instagram, DM you everything. So it's a cool opportunity for me. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, until next time, uh, I look, I look, you know, I look forward to seeing you and if we don't see you at a show, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you, uh, may, on back and on the, on this show. Uh, right, in the future. Sounds All good. Right. Have a good one, brother. All right, cool. Take care. Have a good one.